Okay, good morning. We are on Shin Chav Chet. We are starting Yud Aleph. Just a quick recap from yesterday. A um, couple of quick things. So as far as uh, dental pain, someone has dental pain, just to restate it. Now, the facts are it's rarely pikuach nefesh, uh, dental pain, but it really depends on the situation. So obviously, until you get it assessed, the patient usually wouldn't know. Um, usually, antibiotics and pain medication is more than sufficient treatment for the same day, uh, as far as pikuach nefesh is concerned, but sometimes it is best just to have it extracted. Um, so I guess, bottom line, Perhaps a good rule of thumb is if someone is in severe pain and it cannot be controlled, then we do consider it pikuach nefesh, yirmachalim, you go to the dentist to figure out what's going on, especially if there is an obvious abscess and especially if one has fever. Um, and then, based on what's needed, then that's the uh, appropriate procedure. Mama, we said, says the best to have a goy take it out if it needs to be extracted, but halachalamai said if it does need to be extracted, if um, pain can't be controlled, it's an abscess, then um, even a Jewish dentist is allowed to take it out. Uh, so bottom line is it's definitely, we can, nowadays we all consider it a refua um, yadua. It's a proper known refua. And just to recap on delaying treatment, just to make sure it's clear, that's from Sif Dalit. Let's say you know for sure the surgery or the treatment can be done after Shabbos, and there is definitely no problem whatsoever. So then, uh, and it won't, it, it won't make any issues to, to delay the treatment till after Shabbos. So in general, we do say uh, you have to wait. You're not mechal Shabbos if there's zero, if there's going to be no benefit. Um, that's only if you're sure the doctors tell you it's not going to get any worse and there's no benefit. If the person will immediately start getting better on Shabbos by doing the procedure on Shabbos. So then the Me'iri, it's quoted in the Bir Alacha, probably it's better to, to do it on Shabbos. If a person can't wait and it must be done on Shabbos, then there's no, Nishmas uh, Avraham, there's no point to wait. Don't wait a few hours. You know, sometimes you can wait a few hours and there's no difference. But once it has to be done on Shabbos right away, then he says, okay, don't wait. Anyway, everyone points out, obviously, if the surgery is going to happen after Shabbos, uh, there's no, and, and there's no absolute need, then you shouldn't be doing preparation that's Yisuri Daraisa on Shabbos. Uh, I think that goes without saying, unless you get a goy to do it, etc. Now, relaxing a patient, um, also, just to clarify, Yishu Vadas, for a patient to be relaxed, who's very, who's, who's not relaxed, and he's, and he is a Cholashi Yeshbo Sakana, so that is also part of Mechalalin. You're allowed to do things for him, if he says he needs it done, or you know he needs it done. Or he won't be relaxed, um, then and he is a cholish yeshbo sakana. Then you do for him even even iser deraita, um, okay. And we mentioned, uh, yeah, okay. I think that's it. We mentioned the other thing already yesterday. And just something on the side. I think we really may have said this before. Taking temperature, um, you know, with the, with, for a fever, or taking the blood pressure. So even though normal measuring is Asr on Shabbos, you're allowed to measure for refuah purposes. So in general, it's 100% mutter to use, and it's not muksa, but since you're on Shabbos, to use a thermometer and take your blood pressure. 
Obviously, if it's digital, that's that's a, that's a separate issue. But if it's not digital, there's no electronics, then that's there's no problem. Okay, I think we're good to start. Continue. Yud Aleph. Cholish yeshbo sakana. That's where we are. Cholish yeshbo sakana. Person is right. We're still dealing with a chola who has a sakana. Shamadu biyom Shabbos is tarich laasot larafua yedua sheyesh ba melachet chilul Shabbat shmona yamin. So he is a chola sheyesh bo sakana, and we're talking about a normal case when you should get started immediately. You shouldn't push things off unless, of course, you have expert doctors telling you there's no reason. It's a procedure that could happen within the next three days. So then, so then, obviously, then we said you should wait. But normally. Uh, we're talking about a case when you're, you, um, you're supposed to start right away. So let's say it's an eight-day process, and we're talking about Chol Shabbos. So then, even Daraisa. So, Ein Omrim Namtin Adalayla Venimsa Shabbat Because it, it needs to be done eight days in a row. That's the situation. So if you start today on Shabbos, you're going to end up having to be Mahalo two Shabbases, right? Two Shabbases. Uh, within eight days, if, if Shabbos is the first day, so you might think, ah, let's just wait a day, and then we'll start on Sunday, and then it will only be Chal Shabbos once. So then you should just know that's not Chal Shabbos. We don't say to wait. So that only one Shabbos gets uh, violated. No, you have to do it immediately. Even though you end up desecrating two Shabboses. Okay, your base. Now, this is interesting. Shabbat al So now you have a case. A chola is, has a sakana. So it's a mitzvah to be machal Shabbos to take care of him immediately. So we say, Mishtadlin shalom asad aide en Yehudi. So the Shulchanar quotes the first opinion that says, you should not get a non-Jew to do it. Oktanim, don't get kids to do it. Venashim, don't get women to do it. Ela ayede yisraelim gedolim uvenedat. You want to make sure you get proper Jewish men, uh, B'nai Das, everyone knows they have a, a good mind, they're smart, and they're not going to fool around or be slow with the issue. However, the issue of B'nai Das, uh, you want to make sure it's someone who's capable, quick and fast, and you want to choose um, the man. Why? It's, this shows that it's a mitzvah and it's a chiyuv to take care of the sakana immediately. Everybody else has other issues. Either the other issues will give the signal that, oh, only a Jew can do it. Or really it's us or give it to a kid or give it to a nashim. And you might learn that since you don't have the rabbi do it or whatever, the president or just, you know, any smart man, then you should, then that's, you might give the bad impression. Also, what can happen is you get someone else to do it. That takes time. Getting someone else to do it, explaining what needs to happen, that can also slow down the process. Um, you might end up looking for somebody, or right now you'll see the guy is right next to you, but then the next time it happens, someone will learn that, oh, you, it's really better to get the goy, let me go next door and get the goy, or whatever, cut on, whatever the case is. So all these issues, um, uh, or people might think, oh, so then it's not a big deal to be Mechala Shabbos the other way, I mean, for all kinds of reasons, um, it's better just to get uh, the one who's going to be quickest, most responsible, and get... Uh, generally, it's preferred a, uh, 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 a responsible man. V'yeish omrim. The im efshar la'asot below dichoy. If you can, now the other opinions, a little bit of opposite extreme, is if there's going to, assuming there's going to be zero delay in the matter whatsoever, so that you have to be sure about. 
Ubelo ichor ayedei shinoi. It's not going to get pushed off. It's not going to be delayed. Ose ayedei shinoi. Then you should do it through a shinoi, not in the most direct manner with your hands or whatever. So that's a question. And, or to get a non-Jew. The Ramah points out, if there's going to be no delay, he prefers a shinui or a non-Jew. And then, So then if you can, any is the best. And he says, that's the minhag. But if you're going to worry that maybe the non-Jew will be a little bit lazy and delay, then you shouldn't do through a non-Jew. And I'll just point out the Mishnah Brura points out that the Taz holds it's better to have a Jew do it, uh, not like the Rama, because a Jew is going to be more zariz, he's going to be quicker. And the Shulchan Aruch Harav, it's quoted here, that says it should be a... It's a uh, I don't know. We have to see the Taz, I don't know. But he felt that it's not a, sh- a real minhag, and that's the Ramah's opinion, but he felt, and also it may depend obviously on you know where you live and which type of non-Jews we're talking about. Um, and um, and Shulchan Acharaf says it's not better to get a Jew, uh, 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 always better to get a Jew to do it. Okay, so this way you don't learn. It basically follows the opinion of the, sh- of the Shulchan Aruch, of the, uh, the Maran, Chaber. So, different opinions, not clear cut. Okay. Yur Gimel. Kol Zariz Lechalel Shabbat Bedavar Sheish Basakana Hareza Meshubach. Whoever is quicker to do the Isr Deraisa of Mechal and Shabbos for this person is more praiseworthy. Now, by doing it quickly and efficiently, you might end up doing a side Isr Deraisa. That's completely not necessary. It's still, you should do it quicker. And don't worry about it. Because you have to focus on doing what needs to be done for the Chola. Kegon, Shaparas Tinok Imodagim. Let's say you throw a, a, a kid falls into a river, a pool, and you want to pull him out. If you want to use a net, a large net, with the child or the baby, might come some fish with it. So he says, for sure that's not a problem. And so too any other similar type of thing. I'll just mention one other example the Mishnah Brewer brings. Let's say you have a baby or maybe a really young child who gets locked in a room and the door's closed. So you have an option. You can break open the door and you'll end up with little pieces of wood that comes apart and issues of soter. Um, you might even want the pieces of wood and use them for a fire later or a toothpick, whatever your issue is. But since your purpose is to save the kid, the baby, you should break the door and don't worry about you know, trying to give him noises or throw him nuts or music and trying to delay the matter because we're talking about a child who is going to be very nervous. And if he gets overly nervous and anxious, that can be dangerous for the child. So, okay. Um, fine, let's go on. Yudalit. Hayachole sheish po sakana. Now, we're still dealing with a chole who has a sakana. Tzarich basar. And he needs uh, some food to eat. He needs some meat. So what do you do? Shochatim lo. He shocked for him. And it makes no difference. We're going to see the whole sugya in a moment about marbe b'shi'urim. Not to make more than you need to. Um, even though it's mutter to do an amount, it's asr, either deraisa or derabanan, to do a greater amount than, than needed. We'll see that in a sec. But when it comes to shachdin, it's one life. So if you're going to have to, it doesn't matter if it's a big animal or a small animal, then it makes no difference. 
So then you shakht for him. Don't worry about it. He needs the food. Don't say, wait, it's already shakhted. I have uh, the goy next door, or the market, whatever, and I can just get you some treif meat. And that we don't have to do shkita. So it's better to shakht once than to feed him nevela. But let's say you can't wait for the shkita. The shkita process, I don't know, but probably takes anywhere from one to two hours. Uh, I don't know if you could, well, it depends also chickens or meat, but okay, probably not less than half an hour to get it ready. Between the, shkita, the whole process. Uh, yeah. So anyways, so you want to eat right away, and obviously the situation could take much longer. Nevela is right here. It's out of the. It's from the fridge, ready to go in. And the shkita is going to take much longer, so or even longer. Right? Obviously, a few minutes is negligible. I, I don't know. Whatever. It's a significant difference. Uh, so then don't worry about the shkita, just get the food cooked and give it to him. Or maybe it's already cooked even, even quicker. So that's, so then that's the nevela. Um, so a couple reasons given. So one is, so there's a whole machlokas, just to mention it, I'm not going to discuss it in detail. It's machlokas, uh, rishonim and achronim. How to deal with Shabbos when you need to do something for a chola. Do we call it Duhuya or Hutra? Is it like now everything's 100% mutter? And, or do you, so Marva Bishurim is still an issue? Or is it just, you have to do as little as possible? Okay. Um, so that's, so that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's one reason why it's better to do Shkita. Because it's uh, it's hutra. That's one opinion. Another reason is shechita is just one a one time deal. You shecht it, and now pretty much everything else is mutter, or almost everything else is mutter. Anyways, it's not too many yisurim. By benevela, benevela, every kazayit is considered another iser. So that's another reason that's given. Another reason that's given is if you give the nevela to the Jew, he might say, "I'm not eating treif," and so. You wasted your time, and now you got to start all over, start all over again to get um, kosher meat, because he has to be willing to eat it. Uh, Mishnah Bura points out, interesting for a katan though, better to give him nevela, because shechita is an iser daraisa. So for a katan, if you have a choice, so that you, obviously if the katan does his own shechita, he assuming he can do shechita, it's a whole separate issue. But since the, a gadol is going to end up doing the shechita. And the gadol is somebody else who's doing an isidaraisa for a katan, better just to give him nevela and because he's doing, he's eating himself. So that's, uh, much better. Okay. Again? Okay, so let's, t- let's wait kisu yadam for yom tov because that's when it comes up on a regular basis. And so that's, that's a little bit of a machloket. Um, in general, if you well, if you had, I'll just say real quick, if you had the dirt ready to go, then of course you would do kiso yadam, because there is a method to do kiso yadam on Shabbos and Yom Tov. But uh, the question is, by muksa, what to do? Um, okay, so let's discuss later. Tet vav, amaduhu peushit bonenu b'machlato v'shiaru arofim shitzarich grogeret achat. So 
So, okay. Now, so this is the, the, the next two simanim in particular, Marba Bishuim. So now the doctors say, you need to get one, uh, what's the gregarit again? The dried, uh, dried fig. Dried fig from the tree. You have to cut it off. So he says, you need one. Well, I guess it's not dry yet. But anyways, usually it is when we talk about it. But anyways, you need one, you need to get one off the tree. Viratsu, viratsu asara. And ten guys went ran, and ran to go get it. If ten guys ran to do it to get to ten different trees and they all went to do it for you, they're all putter. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's one tree or ten trees. It's just, in other words, if they all know about each other and they all know they're all going to arrive at the same time, then obviously that's us. We're talking about each one thinks that they might be the first, they're going to be quicker than the next one, and since each one thinks they're going to be first and the most useful for each one, not only are there pater, v'yeshlehem sachar tov meit Hashem, afili hivri barishona, even if they're number 10 and the first one was all he needed to eat, then they all get the sachar, because when they did it, they didn't know who's going to be first or how many he's going to need, and um, so they all did the mitzvah. Ted Zayn. So now the doctor says, no, he needs two. So, so what's the choice? So now you have, uh, it's on one little branch or stem. So you have one that has two, or three actually. The first case, case is you have two and they each only have one. You need to take down two. And you have two branches, let's say, and each one only has one. So you can cut off twice to get two, or you can have one uh, branch or stem and it has three on it. So you're going to end up getting more figs, but you have one maise, one act of doing ktsira. So then what's, the? Um, I don't know if it's obvious or not, let's read. So then you should definitely cut only once. Because one ktsira is doing less averas than doing uh, two ktsiras. Thank you. So just so even though you're going to end up with three, it's better to do one maisa. Now let's say you have one with three and one with two. So both choices are you're only going to do one act of ktsira. So you can take off one or you can take off two. Um, sorry, you, take it back. It, you have, you're only gonna cut once. One has two, one has three. And all you need is two. So then, So you have to only cut off the one with two. Because even though you're doing one act, we still say, but we still say, you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to add extra. Even though you're doing one act, cutting off one branch either way, you can't pull out, you can't get three out of it when you only needed two, if there's an option to get two. Hagah. Now, if you're nervous, or you're all stressed, and it's too hard to like pay attention and start counting, and there's leaves in the way, and you know, don't waste time. Don't let yourself get slowed down. So often, you're not, it's, it may not be relevant depending on the situation. Uh, 
if your head is straight and you can do it quickly, then there'll be no difference. And then you should do, you should not violate Marabe B'Shiurim. Okay. Maybe you could read it that way also. But, um, and Mishnah Burr points out, that applies to all Malachas too. Let's say, um, let's say when it comes to cooking. Let's say you're allowed to cook in a pot. When I cook, I don't know, chicken soup, meatballs. And all you need, let's say meatballs, all you need is two meatballs. But in one pot, you turn on the flame once, you can cook ten meatballs. So he says it's the same iser of doing marva vishurim. So you can only cook what you need. Now, if you don't know how much you need, you're allowed to cook as much as you need to get yourself out of, you don't know how much the kola is going to eat on Shabbos. But once you get beyond that point, um, then it's aser. Okay, fine. Next. Yud Zayn. Okay, so now we're dealing about a case. Uh, we're going to go back and forth a little bit. Right now we're dealing, uh, for now we're going to be dealing with the case of a cholish einbo sakana. Nafal mishkav. And, okay. So now, we don't do uh, malachos derisis, we'll see. Also, just to point out, we learn that a here, you know, let's right, let's read a little bit more. Haga, or your mitzar, and your whole body got uh, you know feels terrible. Yeah. So, in other words, you don't mamish have to be lying down in bed. If you're sick and you need to lie down in bed, but you can push yourself. You know, go to the kitchen and get something. You're sick like a dog, and some people go to shul anyway, or whatever you're doing. You have to go to you know, some people, whatever the issue is, if you're sick and you should be lying in bed and you feel like you need to lie in bed, but you're not, that's still considered this level of chola, where rafua now becomes mutter. Okay? Now, Omrim le'ena yudu asolo rafua. You're allowed to have the non-judu any kind of rafua that you need, even a rafua that, that is deraisa. He's even allowed to cook for you, as we're going to see. So you can ask a goy, even though there's no sakana over here, you're a chola, you're a regular chola, and you're allowed to have a non-Jew do for you anything that you need, even a malacha daraisa. But you, you yourself, the Jew, cannot do an isa daraisa for this person. Even if a person has a sakana to one of his limbs. Now, we learn that there's, that there are cases when, um, even by a sakana's aver, we say it's, um, pikuach nefesh, anything generally where there's trauma, uh, infection inside the body, or, uh, also, any case that a doctor tells you that if you have an injury inside the body and you don't take care of it, then it could lead to pikuach nefesh. So already now, you're allowed to be, you're allowed, we treat it as shiyesh bo sakana. If you have something that can lead to it, obviously, uh, at some point, anything can lead to anything, but, uh, within reason. Any, uh, the doctor, anyways, within reason. But, um, okay. So what are we saying? So you're allowed to have a, we just mentioned, so a, a non-Jew can do it for you. Also, even if it's a, um, yeah, okay, fine. Well, Chalal Allah of Yisrael, the Isur Derabanan Beadaim. 
What about a Jew? So you have a chola, you're allowed to do refuah for him. Can you do an iser beyadayim that's darabanan? So this is the, the general rule. We're going to read about three, four opinions, and the halacha follows the third one. I'll point that out when we get there. So, just a couple other opinions first. Some say a Jew can do any isur darabanan that he wants with his hands regularly, um, if, uh, for anyone who's sick. Okay? Some say it's real simple. If there's a sakanat aver, you can do any iser darabanan. There's no sakanat aver, you can't do anything. You can do a rafua that doesn't have involved in it a um, an iser darabanan. omrim, and this is the halachic opinion accepted. Shiim ein bo sakanat aver asin b'shinui. So the general rule is, if a person is sick, you can do any iser darabana. person has a din of a chola, even if there's no sakana whatsoever, a Jew can do any isur darabana. One caveat here, if there's a sakanat aver, you might lose a limb, then you can just do it regularly, you don't have to think twice about using your hands funny or doing anything out of order. But if there's no sakana ever, so then a Jew could only do it with a shinui. Okay? Has to do it with the back of his hand or his fingers funny or something done with a shinui. V'yeshomrim, apilu yeshbo sakanat ever, eno sinu davar shunismach v'malacha deraisa. And the last opinion is, which is not lahalacha, that even if there's sakanas ever, you can't even do an iser derabanan if it's modeled after an iser deraisa. And, but if anybody holds, if it doesn't resemble a malacha, then it's okay. And the third opinion, which we highlighted, that's, um, that's the third one, second to last one, that's the one that's accepted the halacha, it's both mentioned by the machaber and Mishnah Bur as well. Haga. You're allowed to tell a non-Jew to, to take care of feeding a katan who doesn't have what to eat. There's normal needs of a katan. We consider it to be like a chola that is not in sakana, unless he is in sakana. But a stam katan, we consider it um, like a chola she'en bo sakana. And therefore, a guy can take care of it. And whatever is asr to do through a Jew, the Jewish chola himself also can do. It doesn't make a difference if it's the Jew, the chola himself, or someone else who's taking care of him. Um, for this category, we say a chola she'en bo sakana to do an esr darabanan with a shinoi. Or if it's sakana's ever, then regular. But if the non-Jew is doing it for this chola, mutar la chola, la sayeo ktsat, we mentioned this before, that an eni Yehudi is allowed to even help him a little bit. He's allowed to, um, the chola himself is allowed to help the eni Yehudi by like tilting his, his head or blinking his eyes or, or the like. The Messiah ain bo mamish. Messiah is not really much of a malacha. Um, and it's not, it's not, it's not a, it's not us. At least in this case, and perhaps in all cases except by, um, 
shaving uh, razor uh, for hair. Um, Bishul is, uh, uh, so yeah, is permitted for the katan, uh, definitely. And we're going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about that exact case in t- tomorrow, whatever, Sunday. Oh, yeah.